Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's February 20th, 1521, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So it was today in history in 1521 that the Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon departed Puerto Rico on his second expedition to Florida, accompanied by two ships and around 200 people. And he landed near what is now Charlotte Harbor with the intention of setting up a new colony. But just two months later, slight spoilers, he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) The end. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. Uh, well, even Ponce de Leon's first uh, trip to Florida previously that you mentioned may not have been the first time that Florida had been sighted. There are reports that um, when he first disembarked then, he was greeted by Indians speaking Spanish. <laughs> so they'd actually met Europeans before, and mm. Portuguese navigators went via Florida, and the Cabot, sailing from England, went via Florida as well. It started appearing on maps, the sort of distinctive peninsula shape of Florida, uh, by 1510. So it's not as if people in Europe didn't have some concept that there was a landmass there. They just hadn't properly, definitively attempted to colonise it before, partly mm. because it's swampland. I mean, it's been the sort of history of Floridian colonisation, isn't it? People mm. weren't sure they wanted to be there. But it was obviously of strategic benefit to try. Yeah, and the reason that it fell to Ponce de Leon to be the one to lead these expeditions was a result of a power struggle, really. He, he had emerged as one of the prominent conquistadors. He'd sailed with Columbus's second voyage to the Americas at the age of 19 in 1493. And he had emerged as a leading figure in the colonisation of Hispaniola, which is the large Caribbean island which is now divided between the Dominican Republic and Haiti including the brutal subjugation of the native Taino people. He was infamous for having a savage attack dog called Berzerio, Little Bullcalf, who was said to have mauled dozens of people to death and came to be regarded almost as a supernatural figure. As a result of all this brutality, he eventually ended up as the first governor of Puerto Rico. The problem was is that he had a rival, and the rival happened to be Columbus's son, Diego. Diego managed to successfully oust him. Ponce de Leon went to the Spanish king, Ferdinand, you know, was obviously upset, and sensing that this was going to be a bit of a problem and that maybe there were just too many cooks in Puerto Rico at this point, he then basically gave Ponce de Leon a charter to say, why don't you go away from Puerto Rico and explore some of the more unknown things northwards and anything you find there, you can be the governor of. Yeah, so encouraged as he was by the Spanish crown to discover more lands, Ponce de Leon allegedly decided to follow rumours he had heard from local natives about an island called Bimini, uh, which was, according to rumour again, home to a magical spring or fountain whose waters would rejuvenate those who drank from it. And so in the search for this fountain of youth, as well as more land and more gold, that was the main thing that he was after, he set sail from Puerto Rico in March 1513. And the next month, the expedition landed on the coast of what's now Florida, near the site of modern-day St. Augustine. And when he landed on the coast of mainland North America, Ponte de Leon named the site Florida, not only 
mainly because they had landed around the time of Easter, which is Pascua Florida in Spanish, but also because of the region's very lush, florid vegetation. And on that point, by the way, uh, for political reasons, Spain would, over the years ahead, sometimes claim that La Florida was all of the North American continent. So they were like, no, we weren't just claiming one little chunk of it. Everything that was on that piece of land was ours. <laughs> okay. You mentioned the Fountain of Youth thing. So let's just go on to that for a second. Because if you ask modern day Americans who was Ponce de Leon, the, the thing they know is the Fountain of Youth, mostly mm. because they're taken there as a tourist attraction when they're kids by their school. And it's a thing in Florida where you can still fill up a glass of dirty water and pretend that you're going to have eternal life. Um, and it tastes, it's sulfurous, basically. It tastes a bit of eggs. So, you know, for a seven-year-old, it sticks in your brain. Um, that is written in some texts in exactly the way you just delivered it, Arian, that Leon was seeking the uh, fountain of youth. But it's worth mentioning that the first recorded writing of this allegation was in satire. So yes. there was a satirical writer who was a a contemporary of De Leon and didn't like him very much, wrote a story about him being deceived by Indians to go and find the wellspring of eternal youth, which probably was just to show that he was gullible and easily manipulated. It was a plot device for satire. However, that legend then got put into print by Washington Irving uh, that lots of American school children over generations went on to read. And it's frankly, it's a nicer part of the story, isn't it? Than here's a man who took his <laughs> his bulldog <laughs> to fight the indigenous people and attempt to take the state and then he, they shot him. It's a more palatable story that he was a sort of Don Quixote type adventurer. Well, and to be fair, by the time of the expedition we're talking about in 1521, he probably was more at a good age to discover the fountain of youth. He was somewhere between 47 and 61, depending on what accounts you believe. And it was kind of an old age to be heading back into this uncharted territory. But the problem was that by then, King Ferdinand, who had kind of been his benefactor, they were very pally, he had died and rival explorers had started launching expeditions to Florida. And bear in mind that he'd been told he could be the governor of this colony if he was able to establish it. So he knew he needed to return. So he decided to go one better than his rivals. He announced an intention to establish a settlement in this new territory. He wrote to the new King Carlos, boasting that he intended to cultivate the land and spread the word of Jesus Christ among the native population, which in retrospect was a wild ambitious plan, given that those European visitors who had gone to Florida since his first voyage had barely been able to set foot on the mainland without coming under attack. That was because the local people, the Calusa, were a fishing culture, so they were based along the coastlines, and they were thus very quick to see and engage with potential invaders. So any recce's of the land had to be very fast. But De Leon didn't seem too concerned about this at the time. Subsequent explorers had escaped at least with their lives, so maybe he thought the hostility he had seen firsthand was just bad luck. And there was also the lure of gold because some of those recent expeditions conquistadors had been given pieces of silver and gold by the natives which sparked these dreams that there were untapped riches but ironically it would later turn out that the pieces had washed ashore from spanish shipwrecks and simply oh, no. been picked up on the beach by the local people <laughs> and so in 1521 ponte de leon was on his mission back here this time he had his 200 people plus he had horses tools and seeds so i guess he was uh, you know hedging his bets in imagining that he might be able to set up a, a colony in spite of the obvious antagonism that was likely to come his way, they landed on the southwest coast of Florida and they started work on building this colony. The exact circumstances of what happened next are a bit uncertain, but it appears that in July of 
1521, some indigenous people attacked the party of settlers, leaving Ponce de Leon fatally wounded by what is now thought to have been a poisoned arrow in his thigh. His comrades then sailed back with him to Havana, Cuba, which is where he died. And as far as deaths go, it would have been one that you really didn't want because, as you mentioned, the local Calusa people were known for dipping the tips of their arrows in the extremely poisonous sap of the manchineel tree. I cannot overstate how poisonous this tree is. It grows small green fruit and eating it can cause violent gastroenteritis and anaphylaxis. Even being dripped on by its leaves in a rainstorm can result in blistering and burning the wood of the tree can damage your eyes. One French visitor to Hispaniola would record how after using a branch unknowingly to fan away mosquitoes, quote, All my face swelled the next day and filled with blisters as if burnt to such a degree that I was blind for three days. Uh, The Spanish would come to call the tree Manzanilla de la Muerte, little apple of death. So with this in mind, you can imagine exactly how... De Leon was and one of these arrows sank into his leg. <laughs> yeah, so he was buried in Puerto Rico in the crypt of the San Jose Church. His remains were then exhumed and transferred to the Cathedral of San Juan Batista and inscribed on the side panel of the altar tomb was this phrase in Latin, under this structure rest the bones of a lion, more for his great deeds than for his name. <laughs> like, it's quite funny that they thought necessary to spell that out. They were like, Okay, yeah, he was called De Leon, but also he was a bit of a lion, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Meantime, news reached Spain that Florida wasn't worth exploring because it was too dangerous, and the king banned further expeditions for a while. Uh, One royal report pointed out Florida was, quote, too poor in resources and her harbours too barred and shallow to permit practicable settlement. They didn't mention the poisonous tree. Uh, But then, (laughs) in 1565, Spanish... Spies discovered that France had established a settlement near present-day Jacksonville. And so at that point, Philip II sends across a Spaniard again, Pedro Menendez, uh, basically to massacre the French and found what came to be St. Augustine. But nonetheless, Spain never quite figured out how to make a go of this swampy malarial hinterland. It was populated by (laughs) very hostile indigenous peoples, full of deadly diseases. Basically, Florida came to be a necessary filler between Mm. New Spain, which was Mexico and a lot of what's now the southwest USA, and the Spanish Caribbean. They weren't quite sure what to do with it. And their hold over Florida was largely hypothetical beyond St. Augustine. It was based on a handful of forts and isolated missions and the whole thing basically fell apart like a house of cards when it came under the slightest pressure from the expanding British and French colonies. It's funny isn't it when you think about what Florida is now that Florida would ever be a possession you'd have basically just as Coast Guard like really (laughs) the Spanish only wanted it because it was a lookout point for their other territorial possessions which were more important to them their ships were on the way to New Spain and they needed someone there to make sure they weren't going to be the victim of piracy the Spanish Empire didn't have a lot of elderly Jewish retirees (laughs) tomorrow it was priced at $89.75 which is about $1,000 in today's money so it wasn't cheap Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.